This is David Johnson, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here today with the Trash Man uh, broadcasting live on Periscope and on YouTube and of course here on the podcast feed. If, if you're watching on YouTube, if you could please give us a quick thumbs up, make sure you subscribe to the channel and also leave a comment. That's been super, super helpful for us and helping people to find this. And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Please rate and review the pod. We're putting out a ton of these for you, and we always appreciate it. Trash man, what the hell's going on, brother? Not too much. Uh, just getting a nice day going here in Austin, Texas. About to open up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening this bitch up, huh? Twenty five percent capacity at restaurants. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't care about any of it until they open up the springs. That's the only thing I care about doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you know me, man. I don't do I don't do too much. Uh, I don't I don't I don't do too much where I actually leave. You know the 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 house, so it, it doesn't matter that much to me. But what was really cool today that Governor Greg Abbott did? Did you see his tweet from 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 last night? Of course not. The alcohol to go is going to stay with. It's 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 gonna stay. We get to get to go margaritas from 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 here on out. Oh, I, I haven't I haven't been drinking in like two years, so it doesn't really change much for me. I haven't unfortunately. I I I haven't drank in a good twelve hours, trash man. Yeah, <laughs> Michael. Maybe Yeager. when maybe when I have kids. Yeah, definitely. Once you have kids, Michael Yeager in the if you have to homeschool, you'd be wanting to drink around this time of morning. Uh, Michael Yeager in the chat asking if Trash Man just rolled out of bed. How 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 long have you been up, Trash Man? I've been up for actually about two hours now. That dude, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've slept into the crack at eight thirty. Trash Man, that's very 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 strong sleep game. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about some players today. I guess maybe at the running back position that have been affected by the NFL draft and just the kind of the the fallout from the NFL draft as far as fantasy football goes. As I'm going through and I'm updating to version 2.0 of the best ball cheat sheet for our pro members at rosterwatch.com, this thing needs a big overhaul at this point, trash man. And the reason is different for each one of these guys. So let's just go through them. I figured you and I can just talk about these running backs at the very top. And when we do, you can kind of give me your thoughts or kind of, you know, what it is that you think. I think we should start with Aaron Jones, uh, Green Bay Packers, his current ADPs. We're below him as far as his current ADP. Um, 
sitting right now, maybe we're interested in taking him towards the towards the first second round turn uh, if we can get value there. The Packers drafted AJ Dillon um, in the second round. Aaron Jones is talking about how he might hold out at every turn. The Packers have shown over through different organizations and different coaching staffs that they don't, that they hate Aaron Jones and, and they don't trust him. Um, Matt LaFleur at the NFL combine. When I said, dude, did, did, did we finally see enough this year from Aaron Jones for you to commit to this guy, give him more touches. Like you were basically for like their, their hand was forced last year. Whenever Jamal Williams got hurt, Dexter Williams sucks. Like, which is what we told everybody, you know, coming into last year um, about, about Dexter, that whole, do you, do you remember whenever Dexter Williams was a thing, trash man? It was just regardless. <laughs> briefly. Um, briefly. Yeah. Like at, at, at the combine, I, I said, you know, it was kind of serendipitous that Aaron Jones got going so much down the stretch under these circumstances. But now that you've seen him, when he gets the volume, what he what he's able to do, how he was able to take over football games for you, really, really – a key part in what the Packers were able to do with that down the stretch last year. What does that mean? And well, he said, well, we're always going to, we always like to have two guys to, 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 to keep each other fresh. And to be honest, I think we need to add a third guy. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. And they go and they draft AJ Dillon, who's going to be a goal line beast for sure. Aaron Jones is talking like he might hold out. I mean, yeah, well, that's what's take- interesting to me. Is the fact that Aaron Jones may hold out, and the fact that Matt Lafleur, by many indications, wants to run the ball a lot more, wants to make this a run-heavy team. Okay, so how does so how does that? I mean, how does that make you feel about Aaron Jones versus a Nick Chubb, or taking Aaron Jones at his pot in the draft, wherever you could have a wide receiver like a, a Tyreek Hill or a Devontae Adams? To me, it doesn't make any sense. I, it feels like he's going to be a boomer bust proposition. He he was a boomer bust proposition last year, even though he ended the year well and was a huge touchdown outlier, getting the most touchdowns for the Green Bay Packers rushing wise since Amon Green. That 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 wasn't going to happen again anyway. And now we have AJ Dillon added to the mix, who's a, 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 a different world's different kind of player, world's different kind of draft capital than a, than a Dexter Williams. We still have Jamal Williams, who they say is is the is the superior pass protector. We know that uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's probably tilted right now that they t- that they took Jordan Jordan Love, but um, we know that that's important to him. You know, I just I want I wonder if Aaron Jones like is, should we be is is Aaron be Jones take- being taken above Nick Chubb right now? No, well, yes, okay. but we we don't we we don't have it that way. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, I think that's what about Leonard Fournette? What about she be above Leonard Fournette? Because Leonard Fournette was a sneaky dude. They didn't, they didn't take a running back, you know, how well, didn't take but, a you know back. but they've been, they've been trying to trade him. They've been trying to trade him, but what are they going to do? I mean, they're going to hand it off to your boy, James, James Robinson or Tavian Feaster. These are the two guys that they got an undrafted free agency. They have Reichwell Armstead who doesn't look, I, I know we liked him coming out, but he did trash me. He does not look like the answer. I mean, he, he he doesn't even look like an an answer, much less the answer. Um, they're they're going to run Leonard Fournette until the wheels fall off. They will. I don't think they I can just, find a trade I partner. Mean, Miami was their chance, and Miami said, "Fuck you, we're not going to pay that. We're going to go get Matt Breida." 
I I still don't like Fournette as much as I do Jones. What about Eckler? I, I, I don't I don't I don't like the offense as much. I like I like Eckler. I think Eckler and this I think Tyrod Taylor Austin Eckler is going to be kind of a match made in heaven. You mean Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Justin Herbert's going to be the starter. I really no. don't. Anthony Lynn certainly did say that uh, Tyrod Taylor is not going to be a bridge quarterback for us, which seems like an outright lie at this point. But um, I mean, Tyrod, I mean, there's one thing about Tyrod Taylor and is that he doesn't really turn the ball over much. I feel like if he, if he can have a mistake free football and let his offensive weapons do the work, it's going to be hard for them to get him off the field. (sighs) Okay. So you like Austin Eckler better than Aaron Jones? But not Leonard Fournette. Do you think Eckler before <laughs> Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones? Yeah, I'm taking it before Fournette for sure. Do you know what Fournette's usage was last year? How many balls? He I know, I know, I know, I know. I think Eckler is a more dynamic office. player. He's in that same office. He's going to get it again. And he's going to have major. He, he only had. I think he had three touchdowns last year. But the major thing is, Eckler's Eckler's going to get more volume than he did last year, and he's going to be just as explosive. I think he's gonna have. I think he's gonna have more touchdowns. I, I, I mean, like Fournette, he's a blunt instrument. I, I get that, and he's going to be used a lot. But the offense, I don't think, is going to be as good. I don't think he's going to be in scoring position as often, and he's not as dynamic a player as Eckler. So I'm for me in a PPR or any sort of situation where you're kind of depending at the end of the game. If you're in the fourth quarter and you need 15 points. Out of your back, are you relying on Leonard Fournette or Austin Eckler? Who do you, who do you trust to get those points for you? And for me, that's ninety nine percent of the time that's going to be Austin Eckler. Kind of a straw man argument, trash man. To say if you're in the fourth quarter and you need fifteen points out of these guys, <laughs> because that it, it, that's a game script kind of thing. That's a game script kind of thing, right? It's like you know, if you're in the first quarter and you need to guarantee that somebody's going to get fifteen rushes. Over the course of a game, do you want Leonard Fournette or do you want Austin Eckler? That's it's like it's kind of like me asking that question. It's like, well, it's like, what does that even mean? What are we talking? You know, the fourth quarter you need fifteen points. Why? Why, well, I mean, why do you even like, want to find you, yourself in that situation? If, if you find yourself in a hole and you, and you and you and you need a lot of um, and you need a lot of points, I feel safer with Austin Eckler. Okay, so I think what needs to happen is just this whole tier needs to. I need to just do a little bit, a little bit here with that area. I would you take Tyree if you hadn't taken anybody yet? We're talking about the end of the first round. Would you take Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams over any of those guys? I would take, I would take both of those guys over Fournette. Okay, what about the rest of the tier? What about Eckler? Eckler. No. You would not take Eckler over Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill? Yes. No, yes. Yes, I would, you would. Yes, I would take okay. Eckler over those guys, yes. And what about Aaron Jones? I would take Tyreek Hill in front of Aaron Jones. I would I would probably take Devontae Adams too. Devontae Adams, like that's a guy. We're not going to talk about wide receivers, but that's a guy who's a sneaky winner from this draft. The big the best wide receiver draft class that we've seen in years. And whoop, did they even take one? 
Alan the, Lazard. The, like, the, pa- yeah. the Packers arguably had the worst draft in the league. Them, yeah. them are the Patriots. They had a bad one. All right, so Austin Eckler, we already talked about him. What about Mark Ingram now? Uh, we're going to have J.K. Dobbins entering the equation. Mark Ingram, probably this is his last year on his contracts, though I, I bet they continue to use him. They're such a run-heavy team. Does this really move the needle for you, the J.K. Dobbins thing? It doesn't feel like it's going to be as meaningless as the Justice Hill stuff last year. I mean, Justice Hill is dead. That's for that's just for sure. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is a much better player, much better athlete. Um, just an awesome fit for the idea of Lamar Jackson freezing those defensive ends and not letting them crash down on these dives and letting J.K. you know find the hole and squiggle through there and burst to the second level. I can already see. I can already picture it in my head. I'm very high on J.K. Dobbins for dynasty for that reason. I just him tethered to Lamar Jackson in that offense for the Lamar Jackson is still is still their best running back. (laughs) I'm not sure, man. J.K. is awesome, but here's the thing: when you have a guy like Lamar, it makes everybody better. It makes it make it's like it's the rising tide that lifts all boats, but it's especially at the at the running back in the quarter what our friend Matt Kelly from the Potfather he calls it the Alfred Morris corollary because it's like the Alfred Morris with Robert Griffin the third thing it's like once you have that threat of a running quarterback even for these fucking sluggos it really helps them and J.K. Dobbins is no sluggo so Mark Ingram how how does this how does this affect the way that you see him because we're currently looking at taking that guy at about what running back 16, something like that, probably around, probably around the time that, uh, you know, we have it priced in at maybe pick 3.04, 3.05 and, and redraft. Um, you'd be kind of a higher end running back two type. Does that, does the fact that Gus Edwards is still there, Byron continually says it, that that team, regardless of what we think, actually does like Gus Edwards. And they've said that. You know, they've said that before uh, on 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 record. Uh, do you, you what do you think? Dobbins more than I did. Is he does he have the kind of pass catching ability that an Ingram has? He'll be fine. Just like Ingram. He'll be fine. He'll he'll be fine. I'm not worried at all about J.K. Dobbins ability to uh, the ability to catch the football. I don't have the, I'll just pull it up. My rookie worksheet. I'll tell you exactly what the reception share was last year. I remember, you know, he's, he wasn't really considered a guy that was a uh, uh, pass catching back only an 8% market share of his team's receptions, but he caught 23 balls last year. You know, he's he'll, he'll be fine. I've seen him since he's in high school. He, he's a, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I feel I feel like he's more in, Ingram insurance. I feel like Ingram is about that age where running backs start to decline. Oh, yeah. I think he's past that age. <laughs> Maybe that's probably past that. I think he's Mark Ingram insurance. But I feel I do feel as long as Mark Ingram is healthy, we're gonna get similar production to to what we've seen, at least in the last year. Okay, so do you like uh Miles Sanders better than Mark Ingram? Now the J.K. Dobbins is there. From a pure, yeah, from a and from a pure talent point standpoint, yes, I feel like the Eagles they they didn't really add any help in the backfield. No, no. So I yeah I I think Miles Sanders starts to come more into his own this season. Um, 
barring the fact that he doesn't get injured uh, early. What about uh, what about Jonathan Taylor? Um, do, and, and how about just the indie running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack? Because we were taking well, Jonathan you can't Taylor. you can't take you have to include Naheem Hines in that conversation. Too. No, we don't because he's just he's a pat he'll be a pass catching back. I'm and I'm and I'm trying to talk about this tier right here where we're talking about guys you could take somewhere in the probably somewhere in the fourth round or you know early fourth round. You know, I don't think that Naheem Hines belongs in that conversation. It's like that's where Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack were both kind of going, right? And so now, in I look in redraft, I'm going to be. Ta- I think Jonathan Taylor takes the job, like we've said on this stream. I, th- I think he pees on the. I think he pees on the rug, steal steals the wife, takes the house keys, takes the kids. I feel like Marlon Mack is. St- what did he end up as last season at the, at the end of the season? I, I know he's. I know he was high up there, um, as as far as running backs and all and all purpose yards. I feel like. I think they were taking the best available player at the time with that pick. I, I feel like Marlon Mack still has some gas. I think Jonathan Taylor, I like him better talent-wise for sure. But I do think that Marlon Mack, his ability to be a pass catcher out of the backfield, I think that lends to Phillip Rivers. I don't. I, I guess. Don't, de- I don't think he. I don't think deficiencies. He I mean, he like his. I don't think he. He he, he, he trash me. He, he caught fourteen balls last year. I mean, Philip Lindsay, they talk about how that dude didn't catch a goddamn thing last year. He caught 35 balls. Josh Jacob caught 20. I mean, there's very few, there's very few wide receivers. But Marlon, I mean, Marlon, Mack wasn't, Marlon Mack wasn't healthy all the last season either, though. Well, I mean, he was – let's see. Marlon Mack. Just let me, look at the, let me look at the game logs here. Mack. Marlon Mack played in 14 games last year. I mean, Devontae Freeman – I mean – Devontae Freeman played in 14 games. He caught 59 balls. Uh, Kenyon Drake played in 14 games. He caught uh, 50 balls. Dalvin Cook played in 14 games. He caught 53 balls. Marlon Mack played in 14 games. He caught 14 balls. It's like, you know, Josh Jacobs played in 13 games last season and caught 20. Marlon Mack's not a threat to catch the football out of the backfield. Jonathan Taylor's a bigger threat. I feel Taylor, like uh, Jonathan Taylor is I feel, the far superior player. I feel like I feel like they're not that dissimilar in the types of backs that they are. I feel like Taylor's probably a more a more power back than a Marlon Mack. What I mean, just what do you mean they're not that dis? One is a one is an elite prospect. One is a pretty much a jag. <laughs> you think Marlon, Marlon Mack's a jag? Yes, he's the epitome of a fucking jag. How can you say this about Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor's taking his job. I'm not saying anything about Jonathan Being Taylor. On his I, said, I, said, I said Jonathan Taylor was a better back. Walk right in. And a more and a more, on the powerful, and a more powerful back. Find the nearest rug, unzip, pee on. I'm just saying Marlon Mack didn't disappoint last year from a fantasy perspective. Trash man, if if people comment on this video, will you come in and and and, and reply to them personally? We we need comments underneath this video. If you guys could please comment uh, underneath here, either Trash Man or I, Trash Man or I will come in and we will reply in, to you in YouTube. Personally. Yes, in YouTube. Do you promise? Yeah. All the good listeners. <laughs> okay. They're they're about to find out what a promise from the Trash Man really means. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let's see. 
Next up, Devin Singletary. Now that Zach Moss has been drafted by the Buffalo Bills. I, people, I don't think this – People were acting ahead. like – People were acting like it, like it, like it meant something. I don't know how much it means. I didn't like Zach Moss as much as the rest of the, as much as the a ton of people in the industry did. Um, but it should, it goes without saying that PFF, I believe, had Zach Moss as their number one runner runner in this class, best rushing grades over the course of the last three years, most forced missed tackles, uh, best best elusive rating. There are things about Zach Moss to like. They certainly sp- they spent the draft capital on him up there in Buffalo. And they seemed like they wanted, wanted a committee last year with Devin Singletary. It wasn't like uh, – it feels kind of like the Packers, right? It's like you asked them, like, well, you, you saw how Devin Singletary looked whenever you gave him a little bit more action. Like, we're going to get more action this next year. And, then, you know, they say stuff like, ah, oh, well, you know, we, we – do, we, you know. We want to keep the tread on the tires. We don't want to, you know, wear these guys out early. Blah blah blah, and that's that's why they have old slugs like the mummified corpse of Frank Gore out there. Hey, Frank Gore's Whenever. still running around. Yeah, he's doing something. Well, the Bills. I mean, is there a team that runs the ball more than the Bills? I don't know that there is. Well, Baltimore. So I, Baltimore. Yeah, I guess Baltimore last season, <laughs> but historically, oh, ten- the Bills- ten- Tennessee. <laughs> Do you remember those games with Tannehill through through nine passes and shit? Come yeah, on, dude. but I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. It's it's like they're a very, they're that's the team, right? They they want to yeah. run the football. So, so I does think that mean be that, plenty? All right, so Devin Singletary or Marlon Mack? Devin it's Singletary. Still, it's still Singletary, right? Do you want any of this like David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell over him? James Conner is a guy who the NFL draft was actually very, very kind to. It was, but I mean, but he, he, he already took had Anthony McFarland in the fourth round. The Steelers did, but he's not, a, he doesn't profile as a, as a, as a feature back with that said, it doesn't seem like the Steelers like Connor that much. And maybe they're, no, be- they had some other guys in the backfield that I still still think they're going to give some, some run to. Well, hopefully it's not Benny fucking snow. <laughs> <laughs> Benny snow. Yeah. still kicking around. Yeah, he's like a he's like a Nate Burleson of running backs. Um, I, we're gonna talk. We we have Michael Yeager and Hugo Juarez both asking about the San Francisco situation. One of a one of Trash Man's favorite uh, trashiest Raheem Mostert's. We'll get to him in just one second, fellas. Um, so what about David Johnson? Whenever you talk about the rest of those guys, David Johnson. Marlon Mack, Devin Singletary. Where do David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and James Conner fit into you with those guys? Should they be above Marlon Mack and Devin Singletary at this point? Hey, if David Johnson can reinvent himself to be the David Johnson of three years ago, then then yeah. <laughs> well, Bill O'Brien thinks he will be. <laughs> hey, Bill O'Brien, we've talked about it on the pod before. Bill O'Brien has every has every reason to justify that horrible fucking trade. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna run the wheels off of David Johnson. So do you like David Johnson better than Marlon Mack and Devin Singletary? Well, let me ask you this: Did the Houston Texans do enough to improve their offensive line in this draft by any considerable means? I don't. I mean, well, I mean they they got they got Laramie Tunsil done. Let's see. Let's me just look at the Texans draft. I. I uh, Texans draft 2020 always so uh, always so 
organized around here. Okay, so I don't even know that the, I don't even know this round four offensive lineman that they took. They took Charlie Heck from North Carolina. So no, it's, it, it it isn't like they've done a ton, but you know they they did pay Laramie Tunsil. Um, I mean, so it's going to be even more focused on the running game, at least by defenses from defenses this season. They don't have they they don't have a Hopkins to take some of that focus. I feel like they're going to give David Johnson a lot of the run, but I don't know. It might be a kind of Leonard Fournette kind of situation where he's getting a lot of action, but not really scoring that much. So the answer is David Johnson. So it's not, you, you want Devin Singletary and Marlon Mack over David Johnson. Still. I'm, I would like David Johnson probably over Marlon Mack just because I feel he's pro- probably going to get a larger share um, of the touches. What about Le'Veon? What about Le'Veon? He should probably be above those guys, right? Yes. I think so too. What about Connor? Uh, Or at that point, do you just pivot and take DJ Moore or Odell Beckham or something? It's probably no. I would. I would still go with. I would. I would still. I would still go with Connor there. So Le'Veon, Connor, Singletary, Mac. It feels like. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, DeAndre Swift goes to Detroit. <laughs> the king of the running back committee, Bob Quinn, who just wants guys in committees. DeAndre Swift's value, I think, just took a shit on itself. Or carry on Johnson's did. <laughs> it did. It did. Well, I mean, but you saw that backfield last year it was kind of like a musical chairs. Oh, yeah, a that's what I'm back. saying. I don't want anything to do with any of them. DeAndre Swift being great or not, I, I just I don't I don't want it. I don't oh, mind man. Swift. I don't mind having a piece of Swift just because he's such a dynamic player. But I for feel the like, cost. But for the cost. What, what is the cost right now? But DeAndre well, Swift. Well, we were lower on him than consensus already, and we're talking now. I don't know, mid to late fourth round. It's too high for a guy in a committee with carry on Johnson in Detroit. It's too high. Like he needs to move down. I don't, I, I don't even need to discuss that one with you. And then before we get to Raheem Mostert, um, what about Damian Williams with the Clyde Edwards, he stuff? Mm, I think this, I think there's going to be enough for both of those guys. Really? They don't take it. A first round running back like Clyde did not just did not just pound that guy. I don't know that they're pounding any of their running backs. I don't think it's that kind of I don't think it's that kind of offense. Is Darrell Williams at least finally dead for you, trash man? You're never gonna keep recommending this guy or Darwin Thompson. Darrell Williams or Darwin Thompson. Joking. It was a joke. Okay. There was irony there. Damian Williams needs to move down. You can't take it before the fifth or sixth round at the earliest. And I think the Clyde Edwards, he is a guy that you need to consider where Damian will. I mean, what are, all right. So with Clyde, do you, where do you like Clyde with that whole David Johnson, James Connor, Le'Veon Bell, Marlon Mack, Devin Singletary tier? Cause clearly you'd rather have Clyde Edwards, he than you would Damian Williams. Correct. Damian Williams last year in the contract. Yes. No one's walking around saying that he's the better Brian Westbrook. It's just they're they're not they're not. Oh, uh, that's a, those are big shoes to fill, big little shoes to fill. Yeah, 
Well, where's Damian Williams right now? Is he beginning gonna, of the second round? We don't we don't know yet. The ADPs haven't shaken out, but we need to get ahead of them. Right? We need to get ahead of them. Yeah. And, and so I'm I'm thinking that Damian Williams probably belongs somewhere around um guys like Kareem Hunt and Carry On and David Montgomery. You know, that sort of area. I think that's yeah. probably that'll probably be about where the probably be that'll be where he settles in if for the value that we're comfortable with. But Clyde, I feel like should be up here in this. I mean, even in the conversation with maybe Miles Sanders and Devin Miles Sanders and Le'Veon and David Johnson and, and Devin Singletary and Marlon Mack. I think that that's kind of where I'm not comfortable really getting him up to, you know, Jonathan Taylor is in that mix too. I'm not, I don't think I'm comfortable getting Mark Ingram's in that mix too. I think we need to be considering him a low end sort of or a high end running back too. Too. No, I agree with that. I mean, honestly, he might be more dynamic than any of those guys in that offense. Yeah, I agree. I is the cutoff where you get him? Is the cutoff at Melvin Gordon? Maybe Melvin Gordon or Clyde Edwards Elair. <laughs> I think it's Melvin still. Kenyon Drake. I think Austin Eckler, Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon is a little bit a little bit higher up. I I would rather have a piece of the Kansas City offense, to be honest. But I understand. I understand, you know, the safety in a Melvin Gordon there. They're gonna. They're gonna. Yeah. I mean, Melvin Gordon. I mean, he has Philip Lindsay to deal with now too. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Think. Like, I I want to I want a piece of the guy who's going to be in the most dynamic offense in the league. So do I. So do I. So we're we're going to treat Clyde. Uh, we're going to treat Clyde uh, appropriately there for that. All right. Finally, everybody wants to talk about it in the chat. Why I have no idea. But <laughs> it's Raheem Mostert. Matt Breida is now off to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tevin Coleman still clanking around. Raheem Mostert finished last season just completely on fire. Um, but Kyle Shanahan at the uh, at the combine said that they're you know they're going to continue with an approach that's the same as it was, where it's just kind of a hot hand type of deal. Hey, got him to the Super Bowl. But I just we've talked about it before trash. I, don't, I mean, can it, can it, can can Raheem Mostert's hand just stay this hot? I don't see why not. Because, because well, I mean, we've seen Tevin Coleman pop hey. off in the big games. Before. I, just, I think from week to week, I, Raheem I, I like Raheem. I like Raheem most more than maybe a Damian Williams at this point. Well, you have to like. I think we like him more than Damian Williams for sure. Because we talked about Damian Williams belonging down far, you know, farther down. The, the real question is, do you like Raheem Mostert better than Chris Carson? No. Really? Why? I just don't see I see Chris Carson being more consistent so in his production. So finally, trash man, you've come around and you've agreed with me that we can't depend on Raheem Mostert developing and keeping a hot hand on a game by game basis. 